I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to another edition of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And even better, I am Brenda Bryan. <laughs> way better, way better, no doubt. And she also thinks she's really funny. Um, yeah, no, and, not uh, really. So again, thank you folks for joining us. We're really appreciative of you spending your time with us uh, and appreciative of, uh, of the, the number of folks who have been listening and, and the number of folks who have been uh, commenting and rating. So we really greatly appreciate that. If you, if you like us and you feel like we're doing a good job, we appreciate that rating. Thanks very much. The rating and the likes on the right. Do the all like, those yeah. things. Yep. Share, share us with your friends 100%. who are thinking about doing some uh, renovation. We really do appreciate it. Yep. So today we are very excited. We have a guest here in the studio today. Woo. And we have Susan Sabia, who is a past client of two time, ours. Two-time. Two-time two time past, past right? client. Yeah. Not a two-timer. That's a different No, that's very different. It's just a two-time past so, client. And so let's welcome Susan. Susan, good to have you here. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to be here. We are happy to have you. Um, and it, just for clarity, uh, I think if you've listened to the show for a little bit, you know that we try to make sure that we avoid turning this into a black dog infomercial, right? So our company, right. our, you know, our company's black dog. This is more. Uh, the show has always been more about trying to get people good, actionable information than it is to, about self promotion, mm-hmm. right? Um, if a client were to call us up and ask us to do work because they heard of us, that's cool, but that's not the mission, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and just trying to spread the love. Exactly. Yes. So we were thinking, so many folks who listen to the show are listening because they have a project that they're considering or they're thinking about launching into something or buying a house or wherever they are in their journey of, of home ownership and home renovation. Um, we think a lot of folks go through the same thought process, the same series of questions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we thought it might be helpful uh, to interview a past client and, and sort of begin at the beginning, like, you know, how... Did Susan and her partner figure out, you know, um, where they wanted to go in the project, what the project needed to look like, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so that's the the motivation behind this. Is Susan our guest is to is to help others to help listeners, you know, hear that journey and figure out, you know, how uh, how the everything kind of turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we should probably say in full disclosure, <laughs> since since we finished working for Susan and her partner Ted. Uh, Ted has come to work for us as our full-time sales manager, managing our great team of designers and salespeople. So, so I think uh, they had a good experience. Well, uh, well, I'm just saying. One way or the other. Yeah, yes. Right. So, or, or Ted was just desperate. <laughs> I'm not sure which it was. But. So Susan, welcome. And, uh, and tell us a little bit in the very beginning, before you even started engaging contractors, how long did you and Ted sort of dream about or conceptualize you know, what it was you wanted to do or what you know, the, the long-term plan for your home or any of that kind of stuff? So we live in an open concept house and we had lived there for 
almost 10 years before the kitchen renovation. So as you mentioned, we have had two. The first one was just the kitchen. The second one was almost everything else in the house. (laughs) The entire upstairs upstairs and Ted's office downstairs. So Mm -hmm. the only thing in the house that hasn't been renovated is the living room, dining room space. Everything else was done over two renovations. Okay, all right. So as I said, we lived in the house for almost 10 years. Then for some reason, I started getting into watching cooking shows and wanting to learn and Mm -hmm. up my cooking game. So let me stop you for a second. For the 10 years that you were living there, were you guys... Wanting, or did you did you think to yourself, okay, someday, or did you think did you see that there were flaws in the house that you weren't no, happy with, or I, are you, you guys happy? So Ted may answer that a different way because the but, house but he's not here. We don't have to worry about him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the house that we live in was built, literally was built by the people we bought the home okay. from. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yep. And he was not a professional carpenter or a craftsman. He right. was an engineer, mm-hmm. but That's... he wanted to build his own house, yep. and so. There are lots of little things about the house in the way it's put together that you would not think is the most the maybe, best way. Maybe a little quirky. Right. Yeah. Quirky is a great word because okay. we call them Fredisms. The guy's name is Fred who built the house. And not not necessarily a bad thing sure. because they they were done for a reason. Right. And they were beautiful. And they were very specific but, and like engineers. Right. They were probably very thought out. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. So during those first 10 years, maybe Ted had encountered some of those, and so he maybe was thinking along the lines of changing the home. Okay. I, I never was. Always pretty happy. Right. Okay. Always pretty happy. And this was, I, I, we, so we live in North Andover. Mm-hmm. When we were buying our house, I told our realtor, don't show me anything in North Andover. I don't want to live in North Andover. <laughs> Seriously? It's off the beaten path. It's not okay. close to a highway. I don't have to get I, into Boston. Yeah. Right. Don't show me anything in North Andover. Okay. She showed us this house. And Ted and I both said, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was so beautiful when you walked in. That open, it just just beautiful. All wood, very natural setting, okay? I didn't know that backstory about the really. That's pretty funny. Yes. Right? Yes. So, okay, all right. So then I started getting into these cooking shows and really wanting to up my game. So Ted said, you know, you're really getting serious about this. The, you know, the kitchen is maybe not set up in the best way for you to get really, you know, get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. So he really started thinking about maybe we should talk about, you know, and it was dated. The house was built in 1984. Mm -hmm. Original kitchen? Original kitchen. And this was 2013 that we were starting to think about this. And so I don't know, that's jumping ahead, but so he, he was thinking that we, we could make the space more functional for yep. that. So yep. that's really what drove it. Okay. All right. And, and, and so that, that, so 10 years, and now you guys start talking about this. And um, did you then start, you know, did that prompt you to do any, you know, surfing online? And, 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 or, did, or, or was like, and I know in our relationship, um, there's a dichotomy, right? There's <laughs> that's, a... Like, that's where my head just went. Okay, so tell us, tell us about that, right? Yeah. So I'm going to say... Yeah, Ted... we want the dirt. Yeah. We want the yeah. dirt now. <laughs> so often when Ted has an idea, I'll just sit back and let him run with it because I, half of me is thinking, okay, this is a pipe dream. This is never going to happen. Go have fun. Gee, gee that you sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so to a certain extent, that's probably what was going on. I didn't... I didn't put any effort into looking at, you know, it wasn't really until we met you mm-hmm. 
that I got serious about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. But in terms of what our worries were, mine certainly, was I had heard so many horror stories about people who had whose contractors contractors had left them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they never heard from them again and their kitchen is half turned up torn apart. And right. that's a scary proposition. Not not to mention also the money. We had right. to save up for this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we were we wanted to be really careful about who we were. I long I, I long to try I would love to try to get some statistical information because like you just said nothing not, maybe not nothing but horror stories but you heard a lot of horror stories right so that enough was, right yeah that was very daunting. and those resonate with people they right do. for and, a long time and, and so I wonder actually how many people simply don't have the courage to overcome that and just say you know what I'll just I, I, there's what I've I, right I'm I, I don't want to expose myself to that risk or hassle or headache and just live with it because like, I'm I'll, I this is pure speculation, but I'll bet you a pretty good number who are like, no, forget it. Well, <laughs> I think that's probably why, you know, you talk about the statistics about why people undertake a kitchen remodel. It's usually because an appliance broke. Yep. And they, yeah. now they, they're forced to. They're driven to right? do it. Right? Like yep. now they go and look for a new one. They're like, oh, well, if I get this one that I really want, then it means a new cabinet, which means, right? And it right. snowballs into right. a whole thing. But yeah, you know, people are just willing to be very complacent about what they have because it's scary to launch off into something new. Did Ted have the same anxiety uh, uh, or the same, you guys probably obviously have the same friend group, so he probably heard the same stories of the horror stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and do you think that kind of held you back from uh, reaching out? Or once you guys had gotten your head around this kitchen concept, it was like, okay, let's just... So I think Ted was, as he always is, one step ahead of me when it comes to taking that leap. Okay. You know, he's much more willing to go there than I am. I need a little more coaxing and comfort yep. you know, okay. to, to, to do that. But, so, but once we met you, it was, it, I mean, most of those fears and apprehensions just melted away because you made such an unbelievable first impression. And again, I know this isn't an infomercial. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> Look I'm... at little Davey. <laughs> what a good boy he uh, is. Am I blushing? You are a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we had an appointment because we mm-hmm. did find you online, but you, it was like a Saturday. You weren't usually in the showroom. It was unusual that you would be there when we came in there. Mm-hmm. But you were so open and so uh, genuine and answered all of our questions without, and, and, you, and it's just a gut feeling. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know when you're speaking to somebody who has some integrity and some, it, you know, it, so that you want us right there. And Thank you, by the way. It's nice, you, nice you to say, but that's not why I had you here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't, don't make his head swell up. It's not. I, I have to, like, smack it back down later. Yeah. <laughs> That's a daily occurrence. <laughs> yeah. And so once we, oh, I don't want to get ahead, but once no, we got into the actual, so once we got on board with Black Dog, mm-hmm. it was how you listened to us, how you asked. I mean, we weren't your first rodeo, mm-hmm. so you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And the questions you asked were, got right to what we wanted, what we liked, what we didn't like, what mm-hmm. we hoped for, what we, you know, and what process did you guys go through to get that to get that in your own head first before we started asking the questions? We did not. Okay, <laughs> seriously, we did not. Just running right okay. into right. it. Right. And so, so did you find yourself and Ted 
having um, disconnects as you were thinking, because we see that happen all the time, right? Where, where a couple gets together and they really didn't spend any time, just like you're saying. So this is really good to hear. And each spouse thinks that as they, different. right. They think, I, we obviously agree on this because this is my idea. Right. And then the other one thinks this is, you know, and then they, they right. just, it's, it, that's a, yeah, <laughs> it's like, really amusing to right. see. It's like one person says, oh, no, that's a purple elephant with pink spots. Right. Oh, no, that's a red rhinoceros. Right. Right. And, and we're trying to bring that together. So that wasn't so much our story. We do have we we have similar tastes. He actually has better taste than I do. I'm, I'm all about natural and and he's very he's has a more artistic and contemporary. Mm-hmm. But but I think what the thing is for us was we never really disagreed. But even and you were part of this. We had a good system of talking about it and coming up with what we both could mm-hmm. live with, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. me, it was, uh, and having the guidance of the voice of experience to say, oh, well, you know, if you go that way, then you have to deal with this. Or right. if you do that, then there's this to deal with. And yeah. so it was, it, was, it was a learning experience and it was a, a journey that we were kind of all in together that really worked out so well. So was there anything about that beginning part, just between you, your, you and Ted, that you would do differently now with hindsight? Would you have, would you have spent more time before talking to a professional, or, or would you have done anything differently about getting the picture of the project in your mind before you engage somebody? So perhaps, but I have to tell you, the, the way our house looks now in a million years, we would never have come up with on our own. Mm-hmm. And we okay. could have spent all the time in the world, you know, brainstorming about what we want. We, we didn't have that way that whatever it is that you have that sees the potential. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's probably the most fun part of our job, right? It is I think, fun. and I know our designers feel the same way, is that, you know, far and away, when they can come up with a solution that makes everything better and hit checks all the boxes and the clients are like never would have seen that that's what makes me want to get up in the morning right Right? i actually i remember your project really well because dave so at that point i was knee deep in children and i I was not (laughs) meeting with clients at all um and dave brought your project home and all the lists of of wants and stuff and he said can you do something with this (laughs) and which is my favorite part like for me, it's a puzzle, and I just really enjoy I would the think heck it out would of be, it. Right. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I obsess over it, and I think and like I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the thing, that's the thing, you know. So it's super fun. But your project was great fun because it's a funky house. It is a funky right. house. Yeah, but but really cool lines and great. Yeah, light. you know, walking into uh, a, a four bedroom colonial with an L shaped kitchen. And, you know, yeah. that's not that that's not that hard. Right. We can make it beautiful and make it. But walking into a farmhouse that has five openings in the kitchen or yeah. walking into a contemporary house that has that, you know, you like you said, you're the, the, the owner who was the builder was an engineer. Right. You know, engineers don't do things the easy way. Mm-hmm. Right. They do things the special way. True. Right? right. To kind of True think. Through, right. And uh, and that they also tend to try to think through every possible permutation. Right. Um, but rarely can they. Right, mm-hmm. so that so that's why you said it's, there's some stuff about it that was unusual, right? Mm-hmm. The layout of the config, the existing layout, right. and trying to figure out, all right. right, how do we optimize? It was a that? good challenge. Right. Okay. All right. So that's that's good to know. Um, and then, um, 
I appreciate you saying, uh, first of all, the baseline being, okay, we're, we're launching into this process with a little bit of anxiety, right? That's, that's good. Uh, and, and that you felt comfortable talking with me. I appreciate you saying that. But um, for listeners, as they're, as they're thinking about finding a service provider and as they're thinking about engaging in this process, what, what are the things that, that you feel result in a, good, in, a, in a potentially good marriage between the, the, the client and the company they're thinking about? Okay, I gave that a lot of thought. Cool. <laughs> and the very first thing We're is... never prepared for this podcast. <laughs> I'm really glad that you are. <laughs> so the first thing is absolutely trust. And we had, like I said, you made such a, a good first impression. We had a, a, a good feeling about that going into it. And you came to our home. I mean, mm-hmm. you came to our home and you sat with us and you... And, and so... The more times that we had to encounter each other before we actually signed on the dotted line, mm-hmm. we're learning about each other. Mm-hmm. And we had a great sense of trust before we even gave you any money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's huge. Okay. So it's, it's, a, you know, it's a little like dating. Right? It is a little you're, like you're dating. Really trying to get Absolutely. Your, yeah. And you have to use your gut feelings and your sense of people to mm-hmm. help you along that. So, so, what, so now what I'm going to say is more hindsight than... what we were feeling before but communication communication and that was another one of our trepidations was you you, people would say well I called my contractor and I haven't heard from him Mm -hmm. Uh, I asked Mm -hmm. and then six months later he calls me so communication that was something that we wanted to you guys blew that out of the park I mean not only were you responsive in every way we had a system for communicating throughout the entire project that was, so you could, you were always available by phone, mm-hmm. but we also had a system of notes where at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, if we had questions, if we had concerns, if we had anything, we would write it down and then Joel the carpenter or whoever the project manager was who also came frequently to the project mm-hmm. would look at the notes and do their whatever to find out the answer to our question. So there was a constant give and take. So I want to pick up on one of the words you you just chose or you used, which is system, right? So as listeners are thinking about um, who they work with, where they, you know, trying to engage people, um, if unless unless you're working with a single guy in a pickup truck who's going to do everything, which is fine, right? I mean, there's there's baggage there yeah, too, yeah. Uh, but there's also advantages there. Um, unless you, if you're working with a company who runs multiple projects, if if they are not system and process driven, it's a problem, right? Because then everything is a one-off. Everything is done, and so you are you are. Thank you for saying that. You're right. Um, we are super system and process driven because we do a number of projects at the same time, and we can't possibly deliver good experiences if everyone's left to wing it. If everyone, if everyone's left, you hire you hire the best people you can hire, and they have the best intentions. But good intentions don't get the yeah. the thing done, right? So yeah. as so as you are, there's as, lots of opportunities to drop balls. Exactly. Yeah. So as listeners are are hearing this, what I'm hoping you take away from Susan's comments are, you talk to you're talking with companies and saying, okay, explain to me how you guys communicate, uh, and and. You know, we thankfully for you. Thank you. Were nice to say that we built trust, right? And so that's bad, that trust was a function of a bunch of communication. But as I think back in my memory, um, I think maybe because we built trust quickly, you didn't necessarily do a great job at grilling me, right? And and, and, 
And I want our listeners to walk away saying it's good to grill your contractors, mm-hmm. um, even if they're engaging and charming. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> you are. You and, see what and, I did there? Yeah. No, you didn't see that. I saw. Right, so. I saw that you are engaging and charming. And <laughs> I thought you were going to. He's not wrong. No. He's not wrong. Susan will agree. You're engaging and charming. On the other hand, lots of sociopaths are too. So, <laughs> so you, the the bottom line, and and one thing that I took away, Susan, by what you were saying, is that you felt trust. I'm wondering, did you call references? Did you check? You know, financial background. Did you do any of that on you? due diligence? On yeah. You? yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Ted did because okay. you listed. Nice. You I, we listed, did. We gave you a reference yeah, list. And right. he did. I'm pretty okay, sure cool. he okay. did do that. All right. But so you, you picked up on the word system. One of the other things that I had on my list was organization. Mm-hmm. So, again, before we even signed on the dotted line, your team or the team that was going to be working on our project came to our house. We had a sit down. You the carpenter, the designer, the project manager, and you explained to us what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. You gave us this nifty binder Mm -hmm. that has tabs like project schedule, contracts, what to expect, you know, problems, decisions that need to be made. So this is a a built-in organizational blueprint of how the project is going to go mm-hmm. and so you you also mentioned something so thank you for saying that you're right we do happen to give sort of what we refer to as a owner's manual for mm-hmm. the process right so for working with us um and one of the things we try to mention and talk about and not every contractor is going to be at that place in their evolution where they do this but then listeners you have the opportunity to say to the contractor tell us about what kind of problems we should expect because maybe the maybe the contractor is not in a place where they're organized enough to do that yet but if you like them and you've you've built trust with them, the odds are pretty good if you say, all right, I just want to prepare myself and have a good experience. Tell me what's going to go wrong. Because everything goes wrong. right? Yeah. I mean, I should, that's not a good way to say it. Things go wrong is a better right. way to say it, right? And on every project, something goes wrong right. or We've some things. We've said this before. We're beta testing essentially in everybody's home. Right. We've never done this design with these products, with you and you know the team that we've built. Right. Like there's there's a million things that can go wrong. We've eliminated maybe 90% of them, but something's still going But the go number wrong. of variables that we manage, yeah. or the number of variables that any contractor manages on every project is absurd, right? New client. So we're new new people who you don't know well, don't understand how they react under stress, don't understand how they look at money, don't understand how they deal with each other potentially. So there's variables there. There's a variable with the building department. There's a variable in the in the home how it was built. All these variables, right? We are so far away from like a nice, you know, sterile factory environment. That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. So the only way companies can manage that well is with with process. And system, right? And one of the things that you said to us was just just exactly what you just said. Things go wrong. Thing unexpected things happen. Right. So you prepared us for that, and in fact, that did happen a number of times. Mm-hmm. As I said, we lived in a house that was built by an engineer, so there you encountered unexpected things all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you did, you or Joel or whoever would come to us and we would just work it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's what, and that's exactly what you said would happen. Right. We, things will go wrong, and when they do, we'll work it out. Right. So, so let's talk about that, too, because that, so there's a, so that by itself, I, I think what ends up happening is that that brings this, if you, know there's a, if you know things will go wrong and you know that everyone expects it to be the case and that we already have sort of a process in place to manage things when they don't go right, um, that helps reduce the stress. 
but there's still the stress of the potential unknown for expense, right? Yes. And how that gets managed, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so we often encourage people not to invest into their project to the limit of their budget, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, if, if someone has uh, $90,000 to spend in a kitchen, don't buy a $90,000 project, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no perfect project. Right. So maybe you buy an $85,000 project and you give yourself a little wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And so that might mean that you don't get to have the one thing you really wanted specified in the project, like the super duper hood or something. I don't know. But you've given yourself a little a little wiggle room, which also is a stress reducer. And also related to that wiggle room is, and I'm not sure all contractors work this way, but so over and above what you did for us, we were then told, you know, Sabina would say, okay, you need granite or you need right. ba- tiles or backsplashes right. or whatever. So you will be going out to look for those. Mm-hmm. And that cost could... 100%. So if right. you have very expensive taste, which right. test does, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that can add to your, right. top, you know, bottom line, top line, whatever yeah. that right. So, is. yeah, like as an example, that one item, you said granite, that could be crazily ranging, That's yeah. right? right? From mm-hmm. yep. super reasonable number From to... From a couple thousand to $10,000. Right. right, for the same top. square yes. footage of stone, yeah. Yeah. right, yep. based on rarity. And so... Yeah. Right? I think people do need to understand that the, the, the expense of the project might not be the expense of what you actually right. end up paying. Right, right. right. And, and again, and then thinking through, okay, when we do have to have things that are unexpected, I've got a little bit set aside, so as I work through this with the contractor, I'm not... So it's bad to be stressed out based on the fact your house is disrupted and all that stuff. It's worse to be stressed out based on the disruption and all that going on yes. and then feel inordinate financial pressure. You've backed yourself into a corner, mm-hmm. Right. So, right. um, so that's an important piece of it as well, I think. Okay, um, so so what else what else stood out for you in the experience and and that you think listeners could benefit from hearing and that they could leverage in their own process or their own project? So, well, one of the things that we did was we created a color board. So that when Sabina said, you know, here's your, you're going to go to the kitchen store and look for these, or you're going to go to the, so we had a color board, a big poster that had uh, samples, photographs of the wood choices that we made, and Mm -hmm. the backsplashes, and the tiles, and the, even fabric, I was looking at fabric for curtains even to go, so we Mm -hmm. had this beautiful board that if you look at it, you could see basically a a microcosm of how it was all going to fit together, Mm -hmm. and that was really, really helpful. And Sabina, who was our designer, over and above the work that you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Dave just comes to me and says, solve this problem. And then I hand it to Sabina and say, make it it really good. And she ran with it. And so so just to segue a little bit, it's that you you had mentioned before, did you have a vision? Mm. We didn't. But this software that you use Mm. that allows the client to see a three-dimensional representation mm-hmm. of the project and the, and what it will look like, what your little kitchen will look like mm-hmm. after it's done. is That was magical. And since 2013, 14, whatever, that software has just gotten it's better gotten and better. better. It's gotten better. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's pretty absurd now. Right. I was actually like, last weekend just looking at some pages that one of our designers printed out to, to be able to show people, yeah. like a little portfolio book, yeah. and I couldn't, I was like, Am I looking at photos or am I looking, like I really had to, 
to right. study it. And I was like, no, it's too clean to be an actual kitchen. But, you know, <laughs> but, but it was that good. It was amazing. And that's the thing is that, so I don't know if you remember, but when you first walked into our house to do the kitchen renovation, you said, wow, some people have small kitchens and they look large. Mm-hmm. This is a small kitchen and it looks tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. But, okay. and, but then, you scarred her. With and, and in the very next thing, so you started just walking around and saying, oh, yeah, you could, you, you could take this corridor. could become like a pantry. And, this, uh, the, and we could claim some real estate from the garage to make... That's like... And then to see that represented mm-hmm. in a three-dimensional... That was, I mean... And so that's one of the other benefits to take away. So there's a couple things you're saying that I want to pick up on for listeners. Um, is that, uh, you know, we didn't, in your case... The footprint of the house. We didn't add foundation. We That's didn't right. do anything, mm-hmm. but we're ending, we're able to using some creativity and a little brain power get you a functionally bigger space by moving some interior walls. Because very often homes have enough square footage. Right. Yeah. And just almost lit, always, almost always. Yeah. Right. You know, and uh, and so that's a, a big piece of it. Um, and so are you comfortable with the you mentioned you, you sort of did your 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 design board here and had all that. Are, are you comfortable or is Ted comfortable with with color? Because that's often a challenge for folks being comfortable around color. So Ted is colorblind. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's super so comfortable. He's really yeah, comfortable. Right. 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 Okay. So you get whatever you want, and you just tell him what it is. Right. So we're... this is red, honey. Right. Well, it's it is, green, it is, but it. Right. I'm gonna call it red. It is yeah. so funny. Like after years of living in the house, he'll say something like, "Well, you know, our couch is green." I'm like. What? <laughs> that's so never that, been green. So that's clearly something you told him five years ago. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> like, I, what I really want is a green couch. Okay, honey, we'll get that for no, you. <laughs> I think we do both tend toward neutral. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that color has never been a real problem for us. Okay, that's so. that's good. Yeah. Like uh, like for me, I know the color wheel is round. That's all I, it's about as good as I go. All right, no, so, don't, 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 yeah. don't. But you're no. the one that gets the color thing going. I, I do. I, I'm the one that no, admits no, to no, the color no. wheel being round. Yeah, but then you then you go, oh, really? Is that what you want to choose? <laughs> I don't and know. I'm like, could you trust me once? <laughs> in my, like, oh my gosh, people spend a lot of money with me to get for my advice. And you're like, mm, I don't know. I don't recall, I don't recall that actually <laughs> happening. So. Um, okay, so um, our... Ace producer Merrill is giving me the wrap-up sign. Okay. But before we do the wrap-up, this is such good stuff, and I think this has got the potential to help listeners so much. Are there any other sort of uh, uh, takeaways that you would um, think about that someone launching into the process that they could do to have a better, to, they could have a better experience by it? Anything that comes to mind that to sort of have a couple of closing thoughts? So the last point of, on my list of awesome. things was mindset. And I know you've done, you've talked about this in your past podcast, but it's so important, the attitude that the client brings to Mm -hmm. the project. And Ted and I, thankfully, were both on the same page, I think, when it came to this, which was, you know, when you're thinking about not having a kitchen for three months, that's, that's a little daunting. Mm. But we kind of went into it looking at it like, it's going to be an adventure, we're going to have to figure this out. And we were fortunate, we did not plan it this way, but we were fortunate that that particular renovation happened over the summer mm-hmm. so that we could cook, cook outside yeah. on the deck. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys hooked up our old outgoing sink mm-hmm. to our stove so mm-hmm. that we could have running water in a sink situation out on the deck, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I just... 
So you said something, I don't, and this is a little risky. I'm not. I, I, I'm hesitant necessarily to share this, but but you come, oh, put it out there, man. <laughs> but you but you came into the project sort of um, not to be like too uh, touchy feely, but you came into the project with this, uh, an open heart. Where you basically were like, okay, we're we're trusting. We feel good. We're we're going into it as exciting as an adventure. And I and I, I the, the reality is, every client that we have that comes into a project that way, we do a better job for. Not only not only did they enjoy it more just because of the way their head is, right? because of how they're already entering mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's easier for our people to want to make them happier, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's just, I think that's just being human. And I'm, I don't think it's different that for any true. company. If, you, if, you're, right? if you're working with somebody who you already know distrusts you, right. it's harder to be enthusiastic about making them right. happy, right? Be, because you're like, oh, they're just not going to trust me anyway. Right, because every person that walks in that site, whether it's the lead carpenter, the electrician, or the plumber, is feeling like they're walking on pins and needles or feeling like there's a gotcha around the corner because because for whatever reason that client is distrusting or that client is um, you know uh, unhappy or whatever it might be or, 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 or they resent the project or whatever. So, and we have that happen sometimes where we'll do projects where only one of the two people was totally into it and the other one's sort of like coming along for the ride and not happily, right? So there's a huge takeaway in what you just said that for, for listeners is that if you can enter it, again, this sounds like there should be a sitar in the background, but with an open heart, <laughs> right? If you can enter this project with an open heart. Can we, um, get, can we get those sound effects, yeah. Mark? Like uh, I would like that, you know, little sitar. It's easier for, peop- for, it's easier for any company to do a better job. The people on the job have more fun. The, the homeowners have more fun. The subcontractors have right. more fun, right? And, and, it, and it should be that, right? So for the second renovation, which was pretty much the whole house. Everything else, yep. yeah. So we were literally sleeping in the living room on a futon. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay? Yep. So, and that's that's right adjacent to where this massive renovation is happening. Right. And they put up this big plastic dust yeah. so that to kind like of a zipper contain door. the mm-hmm. dust. Of the, but, but you can kind of see through it. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here I'm I'm a late sleeper. I don't like to get up at the crack of dawn. Here I am sleeping in the living room, seven o'clock in the morning, and Joel, our wonderful carpenter, our incredible carpenter, comes in, he's like singing on the other side of the thing and doing his thing. And it's like you have to go into that with the, some people yeah. would think, oh my God, that's terrifying. Right. But you know, right. I, it made me happy. Right. I, it made me so happy every morning to, <laughs> to see Joe's shadowy figure on the other side of that, Singing. you know, plastic right. yep. rocking out to his, you know, and uh, so it is. It's what you expect, it's what you bring right. in your mind yeah. right. to. So, and I honestly think, like, if there's one thing, that's the, that is the, that's the takeaway from this conversation. Well, is, you get back yeah. what you put out. Right. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. Right. And that's 100%. just true of life. Yeah. Susan, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to <laughs> come to come here today. It's uh, and I do honestly think we're going to have to make Joel listen to this. Yeah, right. Joel and Sabina, they yeah. the two of yeah. them. What a, well, that is the A team right there. There yeah. you go. Thank you very much for saying that. Um, and uh, and I'm so sure. again, thank you for being with us. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, listeners, you got some value out of this and and uh, and can uh, can have a better outcome. So thank you, Susan, again for being here. We really appreciated it. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. This has been another episode of Renovation Made Right. I am Brenda Bryan. And I'm David Bryan. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.